Chapter 11. I endure all things for the sake of those chosen. 2 Timothy 2.10 For this reason I endure all things for the sake of those who are chosen, so that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus and with eternal glory. God's incorruptible love in us. Paul's love for and devotion to God's people was nothing short of breathtaking. He was prepared to go through all the things he went through for the sake of the church to come into the fullness of life in Christ. The Father's love that he received and had operating within him also had him in love with his fellow Israelites, men who wanted him dead, and yet he tells us he would have been prepared to be accursed and separated from Christ for the sake of his brethren. Romans 9, 3-5 For I wish that I myself were accursed, separated from Christ for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh who are Israelites, to whom belongs the adoption as sons and the glory of the covenants and the giving of the law and the temple service and the promises, whose are the fathers and from whom is the Christ according to the flesh, who is over all. God bless forever. Amen. These words sound very similar to the demonstration of Christ's life, that while we were all still helpless, Christ died for the ungodly. Paul has the heart of Christ for all people, and this is the heart we are to have and imitate. Romans 5, 6, For while we were still helpless at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Paul demonstrated his love for the church and all his fellow Israelites who had not yet accepted Christ by the laying down of his life to see God's will established in and through them. He was committed to preaching the gospel to the Gentiles, the Jews and the kings of this earth, even though it would cost him his very life. Paul had no idea who was predestined to be chosen unto salvation, so he lived his life as if everyone was, hoping, enduring, believing and bearing all things that all would come to know his Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. We are to follow this example. Paul's life was given as an offering so that the many could come into abundant life in Christ. He was prepared to live a life that many could neither fathom nor live out. Graced by God to fulfill a role, he was willing to lay down his own goals and desires to achieve it. 1 Corinthians 4, 9-16 For I think God has exhibited us apostles last of all as men condemned to death because we have become a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are prudent in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but we are without honor. To this present hour, we are both hungry and thirsty and are poorly clothed and are roughly treated and are homeless, and we toil, working with our hands. When we are reviled, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure. When we are slandered, we try to conciliate. We have become as the scum of the world, the dregs of all things, even until now. I do not write these things to shame you, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For if you were to have countless tutors in Christ, you would not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I exhort you, be imitators of me. A father's heart. Paul truly was a father of the faith. He was an apostolic father to all those who would allow him to be this in their lives. This is the key to our relationship as well. Allowing Paul and other apostles to be our father 
so we can come into the life that they are calling us into. 1 Corinthians 9, 1-2 Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? If to others I am not an apostle, at least I am to you, for you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. I'm going to read that again. Sorry, I stopped. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 9, 1-2 Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? If to others I am not an apostle, at least I am to you. For you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. As he says, there are countless tutors in Christ, but not too many fathers who are willing to give their lives to see others transformed through the power of Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, this is a sad reality in the body of Christ today. There are many followers queuing up to be the next leader or the next history maker, but I wonder how many people are queuing up to be fathers to the masses, fathers who will stand in the gap and lay their lives down for those who are chosen to be his. Not that we are all called to be apostles, but the body of Christ suffers today for the lack of true fathers. God looks for fathers who cover, fathers who guide, fathers who protect, fathers who serve, fathers who discipline, fathers who lay their very lives down for others, and fathers who... In love, share truth no matter the cost to themselves. Paul was a father of the faith, and he modeled his life on Christ so that we could all receive and come into the life that he gave his life for. Like Christ, he endured so much for us, and I have to wonder if we actually appreciate and value the enormity of what he went through for us. Like Christ, Paul was a forerunner for the things in God that we are to be freely receiving and experiencing. Are we hungry and going after all that Paul prepared for us? Partaking of what Paul brings to us through the word. Are we coming into the reality of this unshakable kingdom life within us? If we have no desire for this, then what do you think this says about how much we appreciate and value just what Paul did for us? The reality is not a lot. And that is a very sad truth. For those who are not interested the man endured much for nothing. If this is our reality, then we are... Stop. If this is our reality, then are we any different from those who didn't listen and take on board his teaching and treated Paul with contempt? 2 Timothy 4.6 For I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure has come. In my personal opinion, to not seek after the reality of truth that Paul wrote about and declares through his letters is nothing short of criminal and a reality that brings great sadness to God's heart. Paul said in Galatians that he was in labor again until Jesus Christ was formed in the church. Galatians 4.19-20 My children, with whom I am again in labor until Christ is formed in you, but I could wish to be present with you now and to change my tone for I am perplexed about you. Don't you love the words, my children? This once again reiterates Paul's father heart for the church and how he saw himself. He genuinely saw himself as a father to all those who would receive him as a father, and as a father he was posturing and in labor again for the church until Christ had been formed in her. He goes on to say how perplexed he is about those children who are going back under the law 
after having come out from under the law. As a true father, he is wrestling with the reality for those he loves and wishes he could be with them and not have to use the tone in his letter that he is using. Just as a father longs for his child to listen to the wisdom and make right decisions and choices, so too Paul longs to see us all receiving wisdom and living from it. Paul hasn't lived the life he has lived and gone through what he has gone through just to see the church go back into bondage. He longs to see the church come to the full message of salvation that is in Christ Jesus. And he strove according to the power of Christ that was operating within him to present every man complete in Christ. Colossians 1, 24-29 Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I do my share on behalf of his body, which is the church, in filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. Of this church I was made a minister according to the stewardship from God bestowed on me for your benefit, so that I might fully carry out the preaching of the word of God, that is, the mystery which has been hidden from the past ages and generations, but has now been manifested to his saints, to whom God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We proclaim him, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom, so that we may present every man complete in Christ. For this purpose also I labor, striving according to his power, which mightily works within me. These five verses clearly reveal Paul's heart and purpose for all those who are in Christ. The challenge for all of us who are followers of Jesus is in modeling the same life. We are all called to suffer for Christ's sake in the advancement of the kingdom of God, and we are all called to play the part that we have been entrusted with. 1 Peter 2.21 For you have been called for this purpose, since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps. 1 Peter 4.12 Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you for your testing, as though some strange thing were happening to you. But to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, keep on rejoicing, so that also at the revelation of his glory you may rejoice with exultation. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. As we know, salvation is the process of seeing a person and a people transformed into the literal likeness of the Son. To see Christ-like followers brought to the fullness of God within them. The mature church who lives this mature position out. This is the heart posture of Paul and it is also to be the heart posture we imitate. This is what Paul means when he says, and with it eternal glory. And from the last part of this passage in 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 2.10 For this reason I endure all things for the sake of those who are chosen, so that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ and with it eternal glory. Just having a drink. God's glory in the church. It's through this process of salvation that God's eternal glory is formed within us. Jesus says to his disciples in John 17 that he gave him his glory. 
Man not only fell out of glory when we partook of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, but we also fell from having God's glory within us. So God is and has been restoring his eternal glory back into the church. When I use the word church, I mean God's people. Ephesians 3.21 To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. This glory is not for one generation, but for all the generations to know and experience within them. Paul teaches and declares to the Corinthians this glory in 2 Corinthians 3 and 4. He talks about the Corinthians being a letter that other people will read, and they are a letter written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. This is written on their hearts and not on tablets of stone. He goes on to share how the ministry of death that was engraved on stones had a glory. But compared to the glory of the Spirit, this previous glory shrinks in comparison. He later describes how he had gone from one glory to a completely different glory. We are now in the glory of the Spirit, and this glory is to manifest itself in and through us. Paul describes the producing of an eternal weight of glory, far beyond all comparison being birthed in us. Paul endured all things for the church of Jesus Christ. We would know this glory and live from it. He describes the trials and the tribulations for Christ as momentary light affliction. And this momentary light affliction is producing in us this eternal weight of glory. An eternal weight of glory is to be known, experienced, and to be operating in the church. We are to live our lives from this posture and have it define our lives. We may be afflicted in every way, but we will not be crushed. We may be perplexed, but not despairing. We may be persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed. This is all possible because of the glory that is operating within us. We are the vessels that have this treasure operating within them because of the power of God which we know. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 But we have this treasure in earth and vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not of ourselves. This once again is the life we are called to imitate. Paul lived his life and gave his life for the sake of the church, that we as the church would come into this glory and have it fully formed in us. Nothing can compare to having this glory within us. The glory defines everything about our lives. 2 Corinthians 4.17 For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, far beyond all comparison. Because of this glory being formed within us, we are able to see into the unseen realm. We are able to see the promises in God's kingdom for the church and receive them through revelation, which causes us to be able to be the demonstration of God upon the earth. We are no longer found looking at the things which are seen, the temporal, but our gaze is held by the unseen realm, the eternal. Can we say we have come into this dimension yet? Have we become a seeker of God to this degree where he is revealing to us the mysteries of the kingdom because this is for us to know and be stewards of? Matthew thirteen eleven, Jesus answered them, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. 1 Corinthians 4, 1, Let a man regard us in this manner as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Have our eyes come to see and our ears come to hear the things that once weren't in our hearts but now are because of our pursuit of love, God himself. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 10, but just as it is written, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. 
For to us God revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. This dimension is for all of God's people to know and live from. Hence Paul endured all things for the sake of the church and the message of the gospel of the kingdom of God. As we model this example, we become examples for people to follow so others can experience this kingdom life. Paul gave his life for us that we would all come to experience and know this reality within us. As we come into this truth, we too will find ourselves imitating this life as well. That's it, bro.